This is a holy mess with his holy mess, Father Paul. Uh, my name is Father Paul Hulis. If this is your first time joining us, uh, welcome to a holy mess with his holy mess. I've said that about three to four or five times now. This truly is a holy mess. This is my Easter episode. Uh, we went live for about nine minutes already, and then um, I, I froze. Uh, I froze. It was a mess. And uh, this is the first episode, I think, ever that I've had no guest. Um, at all. I have some really great guests coming up. Um, this might be a very short episode. And you know what? That's all right. That's okay. Uh, if you're watching this live, feel free to comment. If you have any questions, post them in the comments. Um, for those of you that were watching and then it went out, uh, me apologizo. Uh, me apologizo. That, that's, that's not... I don't know what that is. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. All right, so listen. Um, I'm excited. I'm nervous. Uh, we're doing a live podcast thing. Things have been just, things have been so busy. Um mm -hmm. Like before Easter, things were just crazy. Lent was crazy. The past couple months were crazy. Uh, constantly, uh, all over the place, all over the place, all over the place. And now it's Easter week and things are kind of calm. And in a sense, that's nice, you know, that's beautiful. But I always feel like, and I believe Father John Gabriel said this to me once, and if he didn't, I apologize, that like, it's, you know, Easter's the more important season, right? Easter Lent is the prepares for Easter, but then when Easter comes, because Lent is so busy with, you know, so many different things, and Holy Week is crazy, and the Chrism Mass, and Holy Thursday Mass, Good Friday, the Easter Vigil, and then even during Lent, we have, you know, Stations of the Cross, or the Seven Last Words of Christ, or, you know, whatever it is, and everybody's exhausted when it's Easter, when it's like, now we should, now we should be doing a lot of stuff, you know what I mean, in Easter. Easter, it's the most important season, and then it kind of gets like, kind of like, oh, all right, time to relax a little bit, you know? And don't get me wrong, like, I, I'm happy. The, the past couple months, if you follow me on social media, I've been all over the place, and I've been grateful. I've given more talks to youth groups or teenagers or religious ed programs than I have in my, in my whole priesthood. And my, my assignment at the cemetery affords me that time because I have basically like a nine to five, right? An eight to four, and even in the evenings, I'm free. And I've been doing the podcasts and, and I've been doing, uh, you know, some stand-up comedy as a priest. And now, like, I don't have anything lined up. I have a couple, like, podcast interviews, but, like, I don't have anything lined up. And, I, and like, I love it. And, th like, this week, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to a couple shows this week. You know, I went to go see Bruce Springsteen with my, dad, with my, bleh, bleh, with my dad this past Tuesday. Um, last night, I went to go see Adam Sandler at the Prudential Center. Uh, and it's great. And somebody's like, you know, somebody was saying something like, well, who's taking care of your parish? You know, like, you know, you're out about like, uh, excuse, like, do we not get free time? 
Do we, first of all, I don't have a parish, all right? Second of all, people just say insane things on the internet. And sometimes I'm one of them. Sometimes I'm one of them. But just ignorant stuff. You know what I mean? Like priests are 24-7 on duty. Like, no, God did tell us the rest. God loves play. God loves when his children uh, just enjoy life. You know what I'm saying? Like, work hard, pray harder, and play even harder. No, no, not play even harder, but like, yeah, no, work hard, pray hard, and play hard. Have fun. You know what I mean? Uh, so no apologies, zero, for uh, enjoying myself with some concerts and some shows. Um, and, uh, you know, one gripe that I have about this season, though, well, it's more than one because I just told you another. Another gripe I have about the Easter season is that Easter is the most important holiday, it's the most important holiday, and yet it, 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 it lasts like one day. It doesn't last one day, but like in our world it does, and sometimes even in our church. The Easter season is 50 days, 50 days. It's more than Christmas. It's more than Christmas, and yet even in, our, in secular America, Christmas is celebrated. Well, Christmas goes on for like two, three months in, in secular America. They even start putting out Christmas stuff now before Thanksgiving. I mean, those people should be arrested. You know, I mean, I'm kidding, you know. But even after Christmas Day, you know, at least for another week until New Year's, people are still celebrating Christmas. They're going into the Rockefeller Center in New York City to see the tree. The Rockettes are still going on, you know. Uh, but with Easter, it's like Easter Sunday, bam, that's it. Like, that's it. And don't get me wrong. I don't even know of any Easter music outside of, like, church music. I mean, it, with Christmas, at least there's, like, you know, secular Christmas songs. Um, you know, they have, might have nothing to do with the actual spirit of Christmas. But, like, there's Christmas songs going on. I don't know any Easter music outside of church music. I, maybe, I don't know, the Easter Bunny's not as popular as Santa Claus or whatever. But I think we just need to be, do a be, much better job celebrating Easter. I mean, we also kind of stink celebrating Christmas, right? Like most people, they're just like, okay, Christmas, the week after Christmas. Like, no, Christmas goes on for, like Christmas season starts on Christmas Day. Uh, Easter season starts on Easter Day and it goes even longer. If it wasn't for Easter, we would not, we would not celebrate anything, any other Christian holiday, zero, zilch. If there was not Easter Sunday, there would not be Christmas, if there was not Easter Sunday, there would not be Lent. If there was not Easter Sunday, there would be no holy days of obligation. Easter, Easter is the reason for our hope. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. If, if St. Paul says that if, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then our entire faith is in vain. Think about that for a second. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, if the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead didn't happen, our entire faith is in vain. Christianity would not exist without Easter. It wouldn't exist. We wouldn't say, even if Christ was born, even if Christ performed public miracles, even if Christ was still crucified on the cross, if he didn't rise from the dead on that very first Easter Sunday, three days later, if he didn't, we wouldn't celebrate Good Friday. We wouldn't acknowledge it. There'd be no Holy Thursday Mass. There would be no Christmas. This, I'm telling you, this is the reason. Not just for the season. You know, at Christmas, we're like, Christ is the reason for our season. And that's true. That's true. If Easter's the reason for our faith. Easter's the reason for our faith. If Christ was not raised from the dead, 
Christianity would be in vain. There wouldn't be Christians. Catholicism wouldn't exist if Christ wasn't raised from the dead. Hallelujah! Praise Jesus Christ. Come, Holy Spirit. Whoa! What am I doing here? What am I doing? I'm trying to instill faith, okay? I, I have a lot of uh, great guests and great topics, but this is it. Like Easter, this, it may, I should have got, you know, this is the, and of course, this is the first time I don't have a guest for, for an Easter episode, but guess what? The Easter season lasts a long time. But here's my job. Here's my job to give hope. To give hope to who? To who? To those, to those to whom death has robbed something of life. To everybody that has lost someone. And what, I mean, I think everybody has had someone in their family that has died, right? What is the hope that Easter gives? That this is not the end. That death doesn't have the final say. I'm going to be honest with you. It's weird not talking to a guest because I have somebody to feed off of. I'm just looking here. We're doing the best that we can, all right? There's a lot of people that have lost people. Brothers, sisters, children, spouses, Mom, dad, grandparents. You all know by now that I had a brother who died at the age of 32. Um, I mentioned a couple weeks ago in my podcast that I had uh, just did a funeral mass for a 31-year-old man um, named Ryan Calvi who I had just celebrated his wedding. I married him and his wife like six or seven months before that. I work at a cemetery. Um, I work at Gate of Heaven Cemetery in East Hanover. I'm a chaplain for the Office of Catholic Cemeteries for the Archdiocese of Newark. I am literally surrounded by tombs. I am surrounded in a certain sense. I'm surrounded by dead bodies. And every single one of those corpses, every single one of those remains and cremains, every single, they, that is a, that, that is a unique person. I mean, they, they don't exist like it's a lifeless corpse, right? But they still live on. They still, like, death does not have the final say. Death does not rob us of life. Now, that may seem completely contradictory, but this is, this is what it's all about. I have told people over and over and over and over again, that if it was not for the belief in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, if it was not for the belief in heaven, that when my brother died, I, I, would, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. You would have had to put a straitjacket on me, lock me up, and throw away the key. And even with my faith, even with my faith, it was tough. Even with my faith, I struggled big time. But it's the hope of the resurrection, the hope that he continues to live on, the hope that I could be with him again one day forever that this really isn't the end, that heaven is for real. Now, I know that I, I titled this, uh, you know, is heaven for real, for real? Like, you know, for real, for real? Is heaven for real, for real? Like, is heaven for real? And if any of you are coming on here and like, oh, let's see what evidence he has or how is he going to prove it that heaven is for real, I don't have that for you. I don't have it for you. Uh, Jesus Christ said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet still believe. I could only tell you my experience, right? Um, I wish I was a theologian or a philosopher or a church historian or a biblical scholar that 
you know, could really give you like data and quotes and, you know, exact history. And I'm just not, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a dumb guy. I just, uh, not that you have to be an academic. I just, I, I don't, I don't, I can't offer you that stuff. What I could offer you is, is what I've received, what I believe. Um, is heaven for real. A long time ago, um, I was having a major panic attack on my drive home. I was coming from uh, Paranus Catholic High School. I was helping out at a, a youth group there, the Wednesday night prayer. And I'm, in, I'm, into, I'm into my faith. I'm like 21, I'm like 22 years old, 22. And, I'm driving, and I have a major panic attack, major panic attack as I'm driving home. And I drive myself to the Garfield Police Department. And I'm inside, and uh, they sat me down in a chair, and they put some oxygen, you know, the oxygen thing on my face. And I'm, like, kind of leaning back. I'm leaning back. I can't really do it because of my mic, but I'm leaning back in my chair like this, and the oxygen is on my face. And um, uh, Jeff Stewart, Officer Stewart, he uh, was holding my hand, and he was just, like, encouraging me and trying to get me to calm down, you know, about breathing techniques and this and that. And the whole time, I'm just wondering, like, I'm scared to die. If I die, is heaven for real? If I die, like, is there more? And I was, I was embarrassed because I was really into my faith at the time. And so I'm like, why am I afraid that there's nothing there? Like, I'm thinking that I'm going to die, right? And yet, I, I, I was doubting. I was completely doubting if, if God existed. And I felt really guilty about that. So I got through the night. I didn't die. I was having a panic attack. And that was on a Wednesday night. So the next Monday night, I went to um, my Monday night men's prayer group. Young adult men, young men's prayer. We, we call it the fight club. Fight the good fight of faith. And at the end of fight club, um, we, we always prayed over each other. And we would break into groups, and this time I was with my friend uh, Dan Dirks and Ichiro Kawasaki, and the three of us went into the hallway, and they were like, they call me Face, because that's my nickname, Face. And they're like, Face, what do you need prayers for? And I was like, I just, I don't want to doubt. Like, I want to believe that this is all real. I don't want to doubt. I want to believe that this is all real. That's all I said. That's all I said because I felt so guilty of doubting it when I thought that I was going to die. So I'm standing, we're all standing, and I, I just kind of close my eyes and I you know, kind of open up my arms like this. I'm saying like this because I'm also doing this on video for those who are just uh, listening. I have my palms open. And they're praying over me, and at some point I hear Dan go, Whoa. And like I, when I heard, whoa, I opened up my eyes and I was falling back onto the floor. But like, it wasn't like I fell and it was almost like zero gravity. Like it was with such ease, I, I fell back on the floor, didn't like, wasn't hurt at all. And as I'm on the floor, I am like overcome with this warm, 
I don't know how to describe it except for like this unbelievable, warm, gooey feel, feeling. I was like paralyzed. I couldn't move, but I felt amazing, like amazing. And I couldn't move. And I didn't want to move because I didn't want that feeling to end. And Dan and Ichiro, they're praying over me. They're praying over me. And I'm not kidding. Like, I am not kidding you. This must have lasted for about 10 minutes, for about 10 minutes. And it's unbelievable. My, my heart is, is, is on fire with, with just love and feeling loved. And, and I'm laughing. And it's, it's like the best feeling that ever happened to me in my whole life. And after about 10 minutes, they stopped praying over me. And... I was able to move and I got up and I said, I'm like, I said to Ichiro and Dan, I said, what the heck was that? What was that? And Dan goes, oh man, you, you, you were just resting in the spirit. You got slain by the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what is that? He's like, it's kind of like when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and just gives you this, this real big bear hug and doesn't let go. The Holy Spirit just loving you, just filling you with his love. And he's like, go look, look it up, look it up. So that night, I went home and I Googled, you know, uh, rest, being slain in the spirit, resting in the spirit. And what I read is exactly what happened to me, exactly what happened to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is real, the spirit of God. I mean, you might be listening to this right now or watching this say, oh my God, that sounds so crazy. Well, you know what? Read the Bible. Read what the Holy Spirit did to, to the apostles, to people in the Bible. All right, it's not just for like, you know, people say, oh, those crazy charismatics. Like, oh, no, maybe there's something to that, all right? Because I wasn't expecting that. I didn't ask God, hey, can you make me feel all warm and fuzzy? And can you like, you know, slay me, lay me down on the floor and like I'm not allowed to move and I just feel like, you know, the most love that I've ever felt in my entire life? No, all I said was, I just want to know that this is real. And you know what? God came through. God came through. The next Monday, one week later, when we're praying over each other again, okay, Dan says, Paul, I believe that God wants you to give, uh, I believe that God wants to give you the gift of tongues. And, you know, I had heard them praying in tongues. I wasn't exactly sure what it was. So I was like, my understanding of it is that, you know, the gift of tongues is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's in the Bible. It's in the Corinthians. And uh, St. Paul talks about it. And it's kind of like the, the, the language of, of the angels. It's like this special, I, I, I don't, it, it's, it's like a, a way to pray, a way to, uh, there's also the, the, the gift of tongues, the speaking in tongues, that is, and then the interpretation of tongues, okay? And, but, so he goes, all right, and they start praying over me, and I go right down. I, and then nobody's pushing me. Nobody's making me go down. And I w would not, like, I'm not a fake. Like, I'm like, if this is real, like, this has got to be real. So, like, I go down, okay? And they're praying over me, and now it's a bunch of people praying over me. And uh, Dan says, why don't you just kind of, like, move your, just, like, move your mouth, move your tongue, you know what I mean? Kind of just be open to the Spirit. And I'm like, no, I'm not moving anything. Like, I'm not, I'm not, no, if God is going to give me the gift of tongues, he's going to give me the gift. Like, I'm not going to just move around my mouth. No, you know what I mean? So he goes, all right, well, why don't you at least say amen, amen, alleluia, alleluia. Amen, amen, alleluia, alleluia. 
So there I am, I'm on the floor, my friends are praying over me, and I'm going, amen, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. And all of a sudden, I kid you not, I kid you not, after a couple minutes, I start going, my tongue, it's like a machine. I'm not going to do it like fake right now. I, I can't even do it the way that it was, but it was like, I'll do like tongues in slow motion right now, and I'm going to actually pray, okay? Okay, that happened to me, but like even quicker, even faster, and like this, un- like I couldn't believe it. I didn't. I had no control of my tongue. No control. It was like a machine gun. <laughs> And my eyes are opening, and my friend Matt Deco's there. He's got tears coming down his face. Ichiro's there. Everybody, you know, Justin Fatigue is there. They're praying over me. And this, I'm on the floor for maybe another 10 to 15 minutes, right? This week, I got the gift of tongues. So this, right, I get up off the floor. They're done praying over me. I get up off the floor. And I, and I, the first thing I said to Dan, I'm like, the first thing I said to Dan was, I'm like, should I become a priest? And he looks at me, and he goes, I don't know. <laughs> Why was that my first reaction? Why was that? And what does this have to do with an Easter episode? What does it have to do with heaven? I'm going to tell you, right? My, that was my reaction because I'm like, this is supernatural. Like, this was completely supernatural. Two weeks in a row. This, God is real. Like, this whole thing, like, this is like, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. Like, God was smacking me, of course, well, not smacking me across the face, but like really letting me know because I'm stubborn. I'm not just gonna believe something because you tell me. I'm not just gonna believe something because I read about it in the Bible or the catechism. Like, he had to, like, I had to experience the spirit of the living God two weeks in a row. Before that, I told you that I was having a panic attack, thinking I was dying in Garfield Police Station, and I had doubts that heaven really existed. So I asked the Lord God. He says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. And I said, I want to know the only thing I want to know. I want to have the faith that this is all real. Bam, I'm on the floor for 10 minutes, couldn't move, felt absolutely amazing, glorious. The very next week, given the gift of tongues, speaking in a language that I have not learned, I get up off the floor and I'm like, if this is that real, I I should give my life. Why did I say should I become a priest? What that translated into was, let's go. God is real. I'm going to give him everything. I'm going to tell everybody about him. Yeah, this is real. Heaven does exist. Whoa. Heaven, because there's no explanation. There's no explanation. There is no explanation. And if you want to say, oh, yeah, (laughs) sounds crazy. Sounds like a bunch of psychotics. Sounds like a bunch of religious nuts. Let me tell you something right now. I'm skeptical of religious nuts. Even in the charismatic movement today, I'm still skeptical. I'm skeptical of that. My friends, they are my friends. Like, they are, like... They're a normal, these guys that I went to Fight Club with, like, you wouldn't look at them and be like, yeah, those are just, you know, they, they look like they belong in a cult. No, like, they just look like normal, regular guys. And yet they've just received the spirit of the living God. 
And then I was given the gift to pray over people and to pray over people in tongues. And it was an amazing, I was really involved in that, really kind of up until I went into the seminary, kind of snuffed it out of me a little bit. But that's a whole other story. Um, (laughs) I went into the seminary, you know, like overflowing with the divine waters of grace. And then like, I think they had like over the seminary door, like just like a a huge vacuum of the spirit. But anyway, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, the, the seminary brought me very close to the cross, which is another thing that I needed to see and know. And I, and I, I really had, thank the Lord for the seminary, and I had some really great leaders. Um, so <laughs> just my experience. I'm going to be real right here. Um, what in the world does that have to do with Easter? Well, it, Easter, we don't celebrate a dead God. We don't celebrate a lifeless corpse walking around like a zombie. No. We celebrate an Easter that a dead man, the son of God, was brought back to life, body and soul. Brought back to life for the sole purpose to destroy the works of sin and death that death would not have the final say, and that life could be eternal with God forever in eternal glory because God did not intend death. God did not intend death. Death is a result of sin. Death is a result of original sin. God is life. God doesn't just have life. God doesn't just give life. God is life. He is being. He is essence. Same thing, I always say that about love. God is love. He doesn't just have love. He doesn't just give love. God is love. God is life. God, no one created God. God always was. Outside, our feeble minds can't understand this. My, uh, my, my cousin, Richie, always asked him, well, who created God? How did God just exist? He just was. Well, that's crazy. We can't understand it. God's the uncreated creator. He's the uncaused cause. That's it. God is God. He loves us so much that he did not let sin have the final say. Throughout the entire Bible, the Bible, you know, people are like, oh, the Bible is the most violent book in the entire world, and God is, and religion is the reason for so many deaths and wars, and, you know, and uh, so many people have been, more people have been killed in the name of God more than the Crusades, the Inquisition, you know, everybody, okay, there's something to that. I'm not going to dismiss that. All right, there is something to that. Yes, sinful man, sinful uh, people inside and outside of the church. Yeah, okay, they have done terrible things in the name of God. They have done terrible things in the name of the church. Doesn't mean it was God's will. Doesn't mean that that's what God wanted. Today, terrible things happen in the name of, of God or in the name of the church or, or, or you know, people that work for the church. Ter- horrendous, evil things, disgusting, terrible things, horrendous things. Not the will of God. It's not God's fault. It's our fault. God is of life. God is of love. God is not a God of death. God is not a, a God of destruction. And even when he allows and permits suffering and permits, you know, disasters, doesn't he raise up saints? 
Doesn't he restore and, 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 and glorify and dignify? I mean, this life is not the end all be all. This life is not the end of all. So that's why we get so mad at God. That's why we say that God couldn't exist. That's why we just constantly focusing on the negative things of God and the church because we're thinking about this life. How could God allow this to happen? And that's why I had the episode last week with Dr. Peter Kraft about the problem of evil and the problem of suffering and the problem of death uh, in this world. And I highly, I think it's honestly, last week's episode was probably the most honest interview that I've ever done. Because I was legitimately asking questions. Like, the questions, some of them I knew, some of, some of the answers I knew, some that I didn't know. But you could see me in real time, because it was live, like really like trying to understand exactly what he was saying. And he was probably one of the most humble people. I mean, he's so smart, so brilliant. And yet, he just kept coming back to, we're spiritual children, we don't understand you know, um, and it, it was just so humbling for me. So yeah, we can struggle. When my brother died, I was mad. I was upset. Go and listen to that episode of last week. But this week, we're not focusing on death. We're focusing on life. We're focusing on, um, hold on, let me just fix this uh, little thing here real quick for, uh, I'm not sure why that's uh, happening. All right. Anyway, so um, so that made me want to become a priest because I believe that the spirit of the living God is real, that God is real, that heaven is real, that heaven really does exist. Now, have I seen heaven? No. Have I seen and met God? No. But I have experienced him. I have experienced him. And um, my, my background's getting a little uh, messy, so I apologize. Okay, that's better. So anyway, um, so I was preaching at like a million funerals. Um, and uh, well, I mean, that's totally an exaggeration. And I would always believe what I said, always believed in heaven, always believed in heaven. I would not become a priest if I did not believe this is real. I would not give up the opportunity to be married, to have a wife, to have kids if I truly did not believe that this was real. Okay, why would anyone become a priest? It's not natural. Well, you're right. It's not natural. It's supernatural. All right. I remember when I was ordained a priest for about three months, I got a phone call to become the chaplain for a week-long course with the Theology of the Body Institute. And I had been on a couple of their courses. And the chaplains, those priests, they were like rock stars. They were like amazing. I'm like, I've only been ordained for three months. There's no way that I could go and that I could be a chaplain. And Christopher West called me and he's like, listen, I believe in your priesthood. I believe in the power of your priesthood. Just come. Be open to the spirit. Right? So I went. I was terrified. Terrified. Who am I to preach every day at this theology of the, 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 the Body Institute? I just got a phone call from my friend. I have to go. Who am I to preach? Who am I to meet with Christopher West every day and give him spiritual direction? This guy is my uh, um, hero, my mentor. Who am I? And I'm telling you right now, why did God allow that week to happen? <clears throat> because he wanted to show me that the priesthood is real, that the Holy Spirit is real. 
things would come out of my mouth that week, whether it was during my homily or whether it was while I was in spiritual direction with Christopher West or whether it was while I was hearing confessions, things came out of my mouth that I did not plan on saying. Things came out of my mouth that had to be of God. Jesus let me know that the priesthood, that the Holy Spirit truly, 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 this thing, he kept reminding me of how real it is, of how real it is. He kept reminding me how real the Eucharist is, how real the precious blood of, of Christ is. Again, we don't have these physical, scientific, empirical evidences, okay? Father Larry Richards says one, 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 one time, you know, how do I know that God exists? You know, he's asking his high school students, how do you know God exists? Uh, well, you know, it says so in the Bible. Uh, how do I know God exists? Uh, well, it says so in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Uh, how do I know God exists? And you want to know what his answer was? Because I, I know him. Because I, I met him. Because I have encountered him. And you know what? I, I feel the same exact way. I feel the same exact way. So, I work at a cemetery, Gate of Heaven Cemetery in East Hanover, East Hanover New Jersey, okay? Um, constantly doing burials and interments and uh, services for families. I've been a priest for almost 12 years now, many funerals. Uh, I was a priest only three weeks when I got called um, uh, by the cops to come with them. <sighs> I was, ordained, I was ordained, I was in, in my newest, I was ordained for like maybe a month and a half. I was only three weeks into my first assignment and the cops said that they found a, uh, a 19-year-old boy um, who was, uh, died from uh, an overdose and they, the mother didn't know yet. So they asked if I would come with them. I was shaking in my boots, shaking, shaking, shaking in my boots. And they picked me up and I went. And we went, and it was chaos. It, 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 was, it was absolute chaos. For a mother to find out that her son uh, had died, tragically. And unfortunately, it wasn't, it wasn't the first time that she lost a child. What was I going to say to that family? I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And I'm telling you, God gives you the words of what to say. If it was not for the hope of everlasting life, if heaven wasn't for real, then, then, then we should go, we should go crazy and stay crazy. But if we have the belief in a living God, in a loving God who has conquered death, who has conquered sin and death, then we, then we can preach the resurrection. You know, there's a saying, St. Paul says, I boast in nothing except for the cross of Jesus Christ. I boast in nothing except for the cross. Yeah. And you know what? We give thanks. We give ultimate thanks and nothing but thanks for the resurrection because otherwise the afterlife, heaven would not exist. Jesus Christ rose from the dead to open up the gates of heaven. He rose from that Easter Sunday happened so that you and I may live forever. So that for that poor mother who lost two of her sons, 
So for that poor mother who lost two of her sons, for my parents who lost their son, for uh, the couple, uh, I, I just buried a, a 31-year-old whose wedding I just did. I just married him and his wife last July. He just died 31 years old, and I had the funeral. And the only thing that I could tell them, the only thing that I could tell them is that this is not the end. We don't have the whys, but we can believe that there is more, that we can be with them for more than 19 years, more than 32 years like my brother, more than 31 years like Ryan, that we could be with them again one day forever, forever. That's what got me through my brother's death. Believing that I could still talk to him, that I could, that I could still have some type of relationship with him. And I'm not talking about going on mediums or seances. No, that is, that is evil. That's of, of the devil. No, we trust in God. Mediums and seances. That's going against the first commandment. That's going against trusting in God. We believe in God. We have direct access to God Almighty. We don't need any mediums or seances or palm readers or nothing. We need Jesus Christ. We need the voice of truth. He either is the resurrection and the life or he's not. He either rose from the dead or he didn't. Easter is either real or it's not. Heaven is real or it's not. Now, yeah, you may say, well, you know what? You're not providing any evidence, but there's the saying that I'd rather go my whole life believing in something and then finding out that it wasn't real rather than going my whole life than not believing in something and then one day finding out that it was real. And I know they, that, that's, you know, philosophers will say, well, that's a really weak argument. Well, you know what? Maybe it is, but I don't, I'm not, <laughs> again, it's about knowing him. It's about having a person. It's about faith. Faith is a gift. It's a gift that could keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. I'll never forget when my brother died. <sighs> Having to uh, talk to my nephew about it, who was only his son, who was only five years old at the time. His wife said to me, <clears throat> you know, you, uh, my nephew's mom, uh, I'm, I, I need you to help answer some questions about heaven and about all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, all right, man, one of the most traumatizing experiences of my entire life. How do you say that to a five-year-old? They don't understand that. But the more I think about it, we're all kind of like five-year-olds. We don't really understand. But we can have faith. Faith seeking understanding. Faith comes before the understanding. We don't like see and then believe. We believe and sometimes we see. It's more important that the eyes of our hearts are open. I drove around uh, the cemetery this past uh, Holy Saturday. And I don't remember if I've already talked about this in this podcast or um, in the one that we, I, I did just prior to this uh, that uh, we only went for nine minutes and then uh, I ended the broadcast. You know what? Let me say this about Holy Saturday. Um, it took on a new meaning for me working at Catholic cemeteries. 
being at a cemetery on Holy Saturday is a really sacred thing. Because on Holy Saturday, you know, we always focus on Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and then like, you know, the Easter Vigil and Easter Sunday. But Holy Saturday, it's, it's, it's called Holy for a reason. The lifeless corpse of Jesus Christ um, just rested in the tomb. The lifeless corpse of Jesus rested in the tomb. And I'm looking at all the tombs. I'm driving around the cemetery and I'm looking at all the tombs and there's all, the, all those bodies, all those bodies. In the mausoleum, all those bodies, all the remains, all the bodies, all the bodies, all the bodies. And they have something, they, there's so many different, you know, there's tens of thousands of different bodies, but they're all united. And they're all, all in, they're, they're united with that lifeless corpse of Christ that lay there on Holy Saturday. And we know that that lifeless corpse of Christ is not still there because the very next day he rose from the dead, right? The day after Holy Saturday, he rose from the dead. But that's the foreshadowing of what these lifeless bodies have now. Yes, like every single t cemetery, every single tomb, every single one will be empty one day. At Christ's second coming, he, he will resurrect everyone's body from the dead. And please God, those that are going to heaven, they will have their glorified bodies in heaven. Jesus resurrected bodily. It wasn't just his soul. It wasn't just his spirit. He had a bodily resurrection. It's not just our souls that, that are gonna be in heaven. Right now, it's just our souls. Death separates the body from the soul. You and I, we are body, console, body and soul composites. We're incarnated spirits. Our bodies and our souls are one. The only thing that separates them is is death. And that's not, that, that, that's a cosmic obscenity. That's, again, a result of, of original sin. We are meant to have our bodies and our souls. Jesus, he resurrected body and soul. When he, was, when he ascended into heaven, he did it body and soul. When he assumed his mother into heaven, it was body and soul, the whole person. And one day, that is what we please God shall be. Body and soul. Our bodies matter. It is who we are. And praise be Jesus Christ Almighty. We will have glorified bodies in heaven. Glorified by. So if you don't like your body right now, woo, there's hope. <laughs> glorified bodies. Glorified bodies in heaven. And who knows? Maybe we'll look like, you know, even if you died at 90 years old, maybe your glorified body looks like you were 25. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, you, if you're like me and you don't like your body right now, <clears throat> I mean, there's a reason why you're only seeing my face and not my gut right this second. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to lose weight, but hey, you don't got to do CrossFit. You just got to, you know, rise from the dead. No. Um, <clears throat> just to be funny. So, yeah, man. I mean, the assumption of Mary, the, re the ascension of Jesus Christ, it's a foreshadowing of what our bodies shall be, right? Uh, and it... it, it Anyway, so um, heaven, what is heaven like? What is heaven? By the way, I just want to say something about the, uh, the tomb real quick. So it said that uh, on Easter Sunday, Mary Magdalene, she got to the tomb so early in the morning, so early in the morning that it was still dark out and that the, 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 the stone had already been removed from the tomb. So you see this picture here. Um, can you see my, my hands? So uh, be... be Okay, yeah. See, that pit, there it is. All right. So the, the stone is removed. The stone is removed. So early, so early in the morning that it was still dark out, which goes to show that Jesus is an early riser. He's an early riser, right? If it was me who was resurrecting from the dead, I would have done it about noon. 
All right. And anybody who knows me would agree with that. And, and not only that, but it says that when Peter and, uh, and John, they ran to the tomb and Peter went inside and he saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that covered his face all rolled up and uh, rolled up like neat, which goes to show that Jesus, he was a bed maker. He made his bed. Right. If it was me, if I rose from the dead, Peter and John would have tripped all over the sheets on the floor. OK, because I don't make my bed. All right. So I just want to add uh, some of that humor. Oh, what is heaven like? You know, I interviewed Dr. Peter Kreef last week um, about, you know, suffering and death. And he has two books about heaven. And I, I, I almost wanted to be like, hey, can you join me one week later? Let me read your book on heaven and we could do the interview about that. Uh, we're not, I, I don't have all the answers. I don't have any, what is heaven like? I've never been there. I've never been there. But I will tell you from the, the revelations that we have from scripture, from the teachings of the catechism of the Catholic church, okay, um, it is pure, eternal glory, pure bliss, no suffering, no pain, joy. You know that feeling that I had when I was just resting uh, in the spirit on the floor, I couldn't move, filled with joy, filled with glory. It felt like the, tick, the, like the angels were tickling me. Intensify that by infinity. No suffering, no tears. Ecstasy. You know, a lot of people, <clears throat> when they hear the word ecstasy, they think of the drug, you know? Why do they call it ecstasy? Because it makes them feel so good. It makes them feel so, so lovey-dovey and warm and fuzzy. That is a, like, a, like a diabolical mockery of the eternal, glorious, divine ecstasy that we uh, will experience in heaven. Now, can I sit here and tell you, like, yeah, uh, you know what, there's roads in heaven and, um, you know, there's diners and there's, you know, parks. I don't know any of that. But all think about what's great here. Think about the most beautiful thing here. Now, first of all, we have bodies in heaven, okay? All right, so matter matters. And we got to believe that matters in heaven. I mean, God himself, who's pure spirit, pure spirit, became incarnate and ascended back into heaven at the right hand of the Father. God now has flesh, okay? I mean, we, we got to be careful of speaking heresy here, but it's not heretical to say that Jesus Christ, the second person of the Holy Trinity, it, it, a part of the triune God, has flesh. Resurrected, redeemed, glorious flesh, human flesh in heaven. Matter matters. Will dogs be in heaven? I don't have any proof, but why not? Think about all that is good here. Think about the greatest things on planet Earth. Think about the things that you see, the beauty, the, uh, a mountaintop, the sunrise, the sunset, the oceans, the creatures. Now, some creatures are disgusting. Disgusting. I mean, I hope I don't see anything like them in heaven. <laughs> but, 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 think about of all. I mean, I don't, I don't know. So, like, no, the devil cannot create anything. He could only like uh, dis, uh, um, stain or distort what God has created, and he has distorted some creatures. I mean, like, for, have you ever seen a possum that could not? That that must be of the devil. Okay. Anyway. 
Windows. U2 has a song, uh, Window, I think Window into the Skies, that uh, certain things on here on earth are like little windows in the heaven, icons, beautiful icons. I remember this, um, the Grand Canyon, glorious, 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 beautiful, beautiful. I, I look at the Grand Canyon, I, I, I want to eat it. I want to consume beauty. I go to the, uh, the mountaintop, and I, I, I mean, I'm in uh, Arizona, Arizona in Prescott. There's a place called um, Sunset Mountain. You go to the top of that mountain. It's the most beautiful, glorious sunset that, that, that I've ever seen in my entire life. It's a glimpse into heaven. Hawaii, the state of Hawaii. I've been to three different islands in the state of Hawaii. Good friends with Bishop Larry Silva out there. Glorious, glorious mountains. Beautiful, beautiful paradise. It's a window into heaven. It's a peek into heaven. Heaven is going to be the fullness, the fullness of all beauty, of all goodness, of all power, of all truth. The fullness, the fullness of it. We get a little taste here. We get a little taste. As Nacho Libro says, a little taste of the glory. A little taste of the glory. Today's a beautiful day. Beautiful. Well, it's in the 90s, but sun's out, shining. It's 5.13 p.m. Whenever it's 5.13, I think of my brother because he passed away on uh, May, May 13th, 5.13. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe my brother's in heaven. I miss him. I'd rather have him here. I'd rather that my nephew have his dad. But I, 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 I receive signs that my brother's okay, that he's doing well. And I'm grateful for those signs. We're going to have to do um, like other episodes on like purgatory and hell and you know, maybe specific things about heaven. Uh, just briefly about purgatory. Purgatory is not uh, an eternal place. The only places that are, are eternal are heaven and hell. Uh, purgatory is um, temporal. There's time. Heaven doesn't have time. Hell doesn't have, have time, but purgatory does. Purgatory is not a place where people go, you know, before they go to heaven or hell. Purgatory is only for the people that are going to heaven. But purgatory is kind of like a purification process. It's kind of like a divine car wash, if you will. Um, like, or like, you know, gold tested in fire. It's purities uh, being, you know, the uh, gold being purified, right? It's us becoming purified because those that have to go into heaven are immaculate. So purgatory is kind of like, you know, somebody said, well, where is it in the Bible? Well, it is in the Bible about praying for the dead. Why would we need to pray for the dead? We're not going to pray for those that are in hell. We're going to pray for those souls in purgatory that they may, that they may be on their way to heaven very soon. So we'll do a whole thing on the last things, heaven, hell, purgatory, and the last things. We'll do a thing on that. Um, but yeah, you know, purgatory is a place that people are, are going to go. It's not a place to like say, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go to heaven, but I'll go to purgatory. No, like purgatory is not something to aim for. It's like a God's favor. It's like another thing of mercy, purifying 
ourselves before we get into heaven where it's no impurities whatsoever. I wasn't crazy about working at a Catholic cemetery when I first um, found out that I was going to be working at a Catholic cemetery. But then I... I went. I, I well. I went to Rome. I've been to uh, Jerusalem, the Holy Holy Land, and I've also been to Rome a couple times. But when I went to Rome this past summer, last summer, if you think about it, the most popular place in all of Catholicism, the most pop, even atheists know of this place, Saint Peter's Basilica. It is the heart of Catholicism, Saint Peter's Basilica, the Vatican. Right? You want to know why it's built there? Because St. Peter is buried underneath. St. Peter is, the only reason why St. Peter's Basilica, why the Vatican is there, is because of a tomb, because of a cemetery of the vicar of Christ, the very first pope, St. Peter. The holiest place in, in, not the holiest, because the holiest place, the holiest place is in Jerusalem, right? What's, what's in, the holiest place in all, in Christendom, Notice I'm talking about the difference between popular and holy because more people know about St. Peter's than they know about the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem. But the tomb of Christ, the empty tomb of Christ, which if you're watching this, it looks like I'm in it right now, the empty tomb of Christ, that's the most popular place in all of Christianity. And again, a church, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre built over a tomb, an empty tomb. The holiest sites in Christianity, are built over cemeteries, are built over tombs, which made me see the dignity of every single Catholic Christian cemetery that we have, of every single tomb, that it will be empty, that the bodies will rise. You know, tombs now, you go to a cemetery, it's kind of like a, a window in the heaven. You don't go there to just talk to a lifeless corpse. You go there because you believe that, that you, they, their spirit continues to live on. It's sacred, holy grounds. Holy ground. A Catholic cemetery is holy ground. The body is sacred. Even in death, the body is sacred. Man, read everything you can about the theology of the body. So when I real, man, you know what? Driving around on a cemetery on Good Friday, driving around in a cemetery on Holy Saturday, and being in a cemetery during the Easter season, it's a real beautiful thing. It really is beautiful. And more than ever, well, people say, well, what do you do? You're a hospital chaplain. What does that entail? What does that entail? Number one thing, giving people the hope of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and everlasting life. That's it. You don't have to be at a cemetery to do that. You're supposed to do that at every single mass. But I'm telling you, in a certain sense, it's, it's a, it's, a, it's a special blessing. So we're going to wrap this up. Um, this is not going to be the only Easter episode because Easter goes on for a while. But I, I just want to thank you. I want to thank the Holy Spirit for being with us. Um, if I could give you some suggestions, read the Acts of the Apostles. Just read during this Easter season, read the Acts of the Apostles. Um, there's a, uh, an app. I'm not affiliated with the app. I don't get paid by the app. I get zero, nothing. I just, there's an app called Halo that um, 
that has uh, Dr. Scott Hahn and jo Jonathan uh, Romy, the actor who plays Jesus in The Chosen, they're doing this um, things where they're reading from the Acts of the Apostles every day. And then uh, Dr. Hahn is giving like a little bit of a commentary. Also, watch The Chosen. If you haven't seen The Chosen yet, please watch The Chosen. My friends, um, at Gate of Heaven Cemetery in East Hanover, New Jersey, there is the most, I, I wish there was a way for me to show it to you all right now, the most beautiful mosaic of the resurrected Christ that I've ever seen. I think it's the only one in the world in our brand new um, mausoleum uh, building, the, 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 the expansion building, the, the most glorious, beautiful mosaic of the resurrected Christ that I've ever seen. What an honor it is to be in its presence, to be renowned. What an honor it is to be a Christian, to celebrate Mass, to give people hope. You know, I do fear death. I do. I do. But God has already given me a reason to believe that there is more. So I hope that this Easter, the Holy Spirit gives you hope that you may come to believe or go deeper in your faith, that you trust. Please get involved in your parish. Please get involved in some type of Catholic Bible study. Check out the Halo app. Check out um, uh, my friend, uh, the um, Mission Rosary app. Hopefully this podcast is helping you. And um, I just say Happy Easter. A couple years ago, the first Easter after my brother died, I uh, came up with an Easter card. Not a Christmas card, but an Easter card, and I gave it to everybody. And the Easter card said that uh, Christ has risen, therefore Kevin still lives. Christ has risen, therefore my brother still lives. Therefore your loved one still lives. Therefore my grandfather still lives. Hopefully I'll see my dogs again one day. I don't want to die anytime soon. I don't want my fam none of my family members to die. I love them. I like this earth. I like this life, and that's okay. But the Lord Jesus Christ invites us to believe that this is not the end, that there is more, and that's what Easter is all about. God bless you. Please share this episode, whether it be video or audio. Pray for me. Pray for this podcast. Pray for priests. Pray for those who are suffering the loss of a loved one. Come Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen.